passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Door. Bumper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Door Bumper Clear, presented by the best sponsor in NASCAR, OfferPad. We've got a big show today. We're celebrating Bubba Wallace and Freddie Kraft's first Cup Series victory. Plus, we'll discuss Bubba blocking Brad Keselowski. Three first-time winners at Talladega. What a truck should look like after a Talladega race, and plenty, plenty more. Jason, Blake, let's get this thing started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan, there's like, what? Way to blow your wide, Jason. Dilner, are you, are you? What's wrong with yours, Dilner? Yours won't shoot off. Oh, there we go. And Dilner joined the party. Congratulations. The Pedialyte is really for me because I'm hoping they you sober up during the show. Freddie, it's all over you. I know. Who's gonna clean that mess up? We know Casey ain't good at that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Did you guys Damn. start without me? No, we yeah. haven't really started yet. You are we were covered waiting on your in confetti. We we're waiting on your Uber to get here. Look out. at this cool ass hat I got you for winning. I appreciate it. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to work for those beads, I need to get right? My mic a little higher. <laughs> hey, everybody! I'm TJ Majors, a spotter of the two cup car, the one truck, and welcome to the Bojangles Studio with this winner. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Brett Griffin, spotter for uh, Colleg Racing, and for the first time in history, I'm the third most popular spotter on this show. <laughs> the guy who this time doesn't even need to introduce himself. I introduce him as race winning cup spotter. I'm loving it. McDonald's, <laughs> Mr. Freddie Crab, next on stage. <laughs> That's funny you said that because I got a funny video I got to show you about oh, yeah? being on stage. But, uh, uh yeah, so a wise man once told me you can't be hungover and drunk at the same time. So I think that was me. Well, yeah, I'm sure somebody smarter no. than you told yeah, you. Though. He said wise man. <laughs> so let's just get the party back started again, I guess. 
Uh, Party hasn't stopped. I cheer. This is the first Cheers. time I've seen Freddie. I called him as soon as they called the race. This is the first time I've actually seen him. Trying to drive to the garage. Brett's got me crying. Almost ran over like six pedestrians <laughs> trying to get to the infield. But, yeah, I mean, obviously unbelievable. We'll talk about it all show. But, you know. What's up, Casey? Hello, everyone. This is Casey Boat, your DVC marketing professional. And, of course, we can't forget confetti popper Jason. Yes, congratulations, Freddie. Jason Schultz, Dirty Mill producer. And we have a special intro to celebrate your big victory. So, All right. Everybody, Turn it up loud. Uh, sit back and relax, and let's celebrate. Driver of the 11 said it's raining like hell. Yep, I like you. Definitely picking up over here. We'll see. Right now, the race would be official if this race didn't continue. Raining, raining, raining. I better be shaking all y'all's asses down there for this rain dance. Bubba Wallace, when the caution came out, was in front of the field. The rain started then right away. Say every prayer, you know. Come on, baby. It's official. Bubba Wallace gets his first career win. Let's go! Freddie, it's Bodie. Freddie, it's your favorite sister here. My man, Freddie. Can't believe it, dude. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations, Freddie, Bubba, and the entire team. Freddie, you <laughs> cheater. Hi, Freddie. Congratulations. Hell yeah. Winner, winner, McDonald's dinner. My <laughs> good friend, effing Freddie, is finally, and I do mean finally, a winner at the cup level. Congratulations, Freddie. I think all those hours that you directed me to close restaurants in Pennsylvania led you up to this moment. Congrats, man. What's up, guys? It's John Kraft. Just wanted to say congrats to my brother Freddie, Bubba, the entire 2311 team. We all knew this day would come. It was only a matter of time. Hey, Fred, it's Dad. Just calling to congratulate you guys on that big win. Team villain, team hero here. <laughs> Just sending you a message to congratulate you and your team on your first win in the Cup Series. Hey, Freddie. Congrats on your first Cup win. It's a pretty big deal. Congratulations, Freddie and Bubba, on your win at Talladega. Uh, I can't explain how proud of you I am, and I know this is a dream come true for you, but it's also a dream come true for all of us who love you. Hey, babe, Moses and I just wanted to say congratulations on your win. Congratulations. Come a long way from the Red Raceway. Congratulations, buddy. You did a hell of a job wheeling that thing from the spotter stand yesterday. just want to congratulate you and Bubba and the 2311 team on the win. I'm so happy for you guys and for all of the fans to finally get that win. Hey, yeah. Remember back in 2004 at Lee Speedway? Who knew way back then that one day you would be a winning spotter in the Cup Series? Certainly not the 8X team. I mean, all it took was having me on DBC last week to make it happen. <laughs> I think now we can get Brett to realize that you are not the liability that we all know. I mean, that we all thought you were. And actually let you work the Xfinity races next year, too. It's about time you won a race. I was pulling for you. We are so very proud of you. A job very well done. We would say we can't wait to celebrate with you, but I think we're a little too late for that. But to get that first win at Talladega... And right in front of TJ. That's pretty much a dream. Doesn't get much sweeter than that. Super proud of you guys. Congrats on your first win. I know what uh, this means to you. And uh... Freddie, congratulations. Isn't it wonderful? If you open your eyes while you're spotting, look what happens. You win a race. Congratulations. Grandpa blew it. Uh, say you're not sober enough and you can't make it there or to Martinsville. You can let your good-looking wife spot for me at Martinsville. I'm sure she'd... Yell at me less and be a lot nicer to me. I'm just happy now that my Sundays are going to be a little bit more freed up since you're never going to let me watch another cup race again. Well, seriously though, 
I'm extremely happy for everyone at 2311 Racing, but I'm especially happy for my good friend, Effin' Freddy. Also, shout out to me making it to work this morning. That's pretty impressive <laughs> in its own right. It was impressive. And uh, on to the Roval. Good chance of back-to-back wins, I think. Bubba really excels at road courses, so let's get it done. We love you, and we are so proud of you. Congratulations. Well earned. Well deserved. Congrats, my friend. Holla. Uh, can't wait to celebrate when we get to see you. Thanks for solidifying that I will always be Freddie Kraft's little sister. Love you. Um, but we love you and we're so proud of you. I'm so proud of you and you have showed me that dreams really do come true. Once again, I must say, mom doesn't always know best. Love you. Congratulations and I'm so proud of you, Fred. What excitement when that announcement came that Bubba won the cup race. I can imagine how you both felt a dream come true. History was made. Love you and proud of you, Grandma. That's awesome. You guys are all <laughs> Everyone is. <laughs> Did I see a few tears? Yeah, probably. I think John stole the show on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm if, telling if you. If John knew the wind was coming, why didn't he tell the rest of us? <laughs> Yeah, John uh, did a good job. Right, I'm there. telling you what. When he got when I we might have got home a little late Monday night, or Sunday or Tuesday morning, I guess it was. And when I heard him get up and go to work, I was like, "This is a miracle today." But well, yeah. he went ten years not working. He he should be rested <laughs> up. <laughs> that is true. Uh, pretty cool to hear from all those people, man. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of guys in there. I know that you know. Family, obviously, guys. I used to work. I used to work with uh, my mom's talking about. So when when I was seventeen or eighteen years old, like the like the Long Island Railroad is like one of like everybody almost works there. You know what I mean? I'm like if it's like one of them jobs where you know you're gonna work thirty years, retire, pension, all this deal. And uh, I had an opportunity to go work there when I was like seventeen, and my mom's like, "Oh, you got to do it." And I was like, "Well, no, they want me to work on Saturday, and I can't because we got to go to the track on Saturday." And she's like, "What you're?" No, you don't. You're not throwing this opportunity away to to go to the racetrack. Like that's not going to happen. Well, I was like, well, guess what? <laughs> I am. And I said this is what I want to do. So I'm going to chase it as long as I can. And I'm sure that railroad job might be there in ten years if this don't work out. But if I don't make this change now, I'm gonna I'll regret it. And uh, so I get to throw in her face every once in a while when big things like this happen. That moms don't always know best. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody that called in there. Obviously, uh, big weekend, big day. Uh, I the, this celebration continues on. I hope I maybe never win again. But <laughs> and didn't you say Bubba's birthday's this week too? Yeah, so, Bubba's uh, birthday's coming up, so that'll be that'll be another party. Might as well just keep it going. Yeah, We've gotta be ready for Saturday. That's it. Once I, I'll get back on track for Saturday. <laughs> how late you stay up? Because I know how late you stay up on a normal night. How late you stay up I, after a big win? Like I that? think we got pretty close to seeing the sunrise, from what I recall. Uh. Bubba didn't quite make it as long. I want to say he was probably in bed about 3 o'clock. He needed to go to bed at about 3 o'clock. Um, I got home. So the funny part is I go home. Megan drives me home, and uh, my phone rings, and it's my dad at, like, 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and now I'm on the phone with him for God knows how long, and Megan's yelling at me from downstairs, from, from upstairs to shut up because she's trying to go to sleep. It's... <laughs> It was uh, it was a night that won't soon be forgotten for sure. Well, I think everybody should uh, tweet Megan and make sure she's okay because I think she's the Megan's, real MVP. Megan's on this in one. for a long week. She's had a rough one. We went to we went obviously Bubba's when we landed. We were at Tyler Young's party last night. Them guys he had told me 
before our race. He's like, hey, man, I'm having a party on Tuesday. Come by, you know, because actually Tyler Young and Brandon Brown are out of the same shop. So they were having one big party over there. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll come by. And then after we won, I was like, well, this will be just added to the celebration, I guess. But it was it's been a crazy week so far, and I'm, I got a feeling today's not going to get a whole lot better. No, nah, today's going to get worse. <laughs> I mean, you, you literally Ubered here, so I I Ubered here because I know what this the post yeah I witnessed the, the it. post event show is going to be like today. I witnessed it. He definitely got out of an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the shirt, I thought it was bright at first, but <laughs> responsible driving right there. That's it. Big big win, man. Big popular win on on social media. Big buzz for the industry. Um, I, I have to admit one thing, and, and I'll say it with TJ sitting here. I'm watching the race. So let me let me clear one thing up for all you clowns out there that think you know everything about how racing works. When a rain shower is headed toward the racetrack or is popping up at the racetrack and we're past halfway, our crew chiefs and engineers alert us that, hey, you could be racing for the win it's probably going to rain and we don't know when so literally every lap is treated like the last lap every corner is treated like the last corner now listen if we're at Pocono and this is playing out and you're running fourth there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do about it because it's hard to pass at Pocono we're not at Pocono we're at Talladega you can be running 12th and two laps later, lead the race. So you're basically saying, hey, you 20-plus guys that are left in this race, you're on a timer, and we don't know when the bomb is going to go off, but this could be it. So at that point in time, every single one of us are literally balls to the wall racing, A, to get the lead, and if we can get the lead, to stay in the lead. So as all of this is happening, you have to realize, man, these crew chiefs come over the radio and they say, it's going to rain. Well, your heart rate as a spotter, it goes up. And then guess what you have to do? You deliver the message to the driver. Hey, guys, it's going to rain. We got to go right here. Their heart rate goes up. And you go from running at 100% to 110%. Literally, you're giving it everything you've got. But I'm watching this play out, and, and I'm watching Bubba get the lead. And look, man, the 11 and 20 were super aggressive on the bottom pushing. And when I, when I say pushing, TJ, I don't mean like pushing each other. I mean they are hitting each other so hard. It's just boom, and then they shoot out, right? They get these major runs. But I'm watching Bubba get the lead, and coming through three and four, I see the Penske cars get hooked up tandem. And I'm literally saying to myself, better watch the top, better watch the top. And I'm watching Bubba stay low, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, he's getting ready to give his race up. Then they start coming, start coming. I'm screaming out loud. I'm not even near Freddie, thank God. I'm seven people down from, block the top, block the top. (laughs) And I finally see him move up at the last minute. He blocks the tops, picks the lead up. I thought that was personally probably the the, the move that won the race because at that point – TJ, I'll kick this thing to you. We don't know when the race is going to end. We get a run. We're trying to take it. We're trying to all get to the lead. And then, obviously, when they wreck, boom, that stops the race. Then it starts raining. But to all you people out there, and I feel like our fan base and our, ed- our pe- people who listen to this podcast are fairly educated, we are racing with everything we've got at that moment in time. Yeah, I think, um, to me, we were still – we were the wrecks were ultimately slowed to race a little, and I thought it was a little early for us. Bragg probably Bragg could have taken his run to the bottom. The track's too wide; he can't block. Bragg could have went to the bottom, but I mean, with Joey behind, Joey would have been behind Bub at that point because Joey wasn't clear. And I think the best move for us at that point is to be patient and wait for the right move to get Joey clear with us because that's our help. 
you know, that's our guaranteed help to, you know, if we split up and we've been working good together and, you know, it wasn't raining. I mean, it wasn't, we were going to probably, without the wreck, we run what, another couple laps? We only, we only had three more to the stage. But we would have probably ran two more laps before the rain because it started raining after the yellow came out. So, and that's, to me, that's a little early to be making an aggressive move if it don't work. And we, you know, obviously we want to win, but we needed points. And we needed to bank a lot of points. And I think that was that cutting to the bottom and, and taking that run inside bubble right there probably – if it don't work, we go to 10th or 12th. That really hurts our points right now. Big time. Big so time. It doubles it up, too, because it, you get second. The second stage where you finish, that's also what you get at the end. So we doubled up on second place points, and it skyrocketed us to fourth into points. So I would it had been great to win, but I think that was the smart play, and Bubba covered it well, and it was it was a little early with a couple laps probably left under green to make a move at that point and possibly not possibly not complete it and, and not have your help behind you. So great race for uh, Bubba to control that and and get up there and, you know, a win's a win, man. He didn't get up there by default. He got up there because he earned it. So I, uh, you know, you got to give it to them guys for getting up there and, and making the moves at the right time right there to, to, to keep the – keep the lead and and ultimately the things fell just right for time we've all been in we've all been in position we've all won races because of right time before i've won a few races because of rain and look i mean it's still part of it you still got there you still earned it you earned that spot so anybody who doesn't think you know that's you know anybody who doesn't think bubba earned that is wrong because they're they're an idiot he 100 percent got the lead earned it he didn't just we didn't just let him drive by for the lead. Bubba got the lead because he earned it. And it and wasn't like there was a strategy. Like, there wasn't a strategy. You guys knew rain was coming. You knew the you intensity had to make the was play. high. At the end of that race, it was, I knew we probably only had a lap. Or, I, I kind of thought we could get to the end of the stage. But when that when that wreck happened, the wreck to me is what saved everything. I mean, because we. But the wreck happens because we're all going for it, too. I mean, when you yeah, look when sure. you look at that last restart, um, and Freddie probably remembers this, I was right in front of Freddie with Justin Haley. Uh, first race I've ever spotted with Justin, thought he did a good job. Freddie comes down there and he says, Are you racing? And I said, Man, I'm, I'm not. I don't have a reason to. Like, I've led some laps, I've been up front. You guys are getting ready to race for points in stage two. The playoff guys are. I don't have a reason to be in the middle of this right now. And literally, when Freddie and I are having this conversation, the radar is clear. Yeah. We have yeah. no idea that rain's coming. So I said, Freddie, I'm going to go like hell to get you and everybody up to speed. Then I'm going to get out of here. And that's exactly what we did. We ran two hard laps. We get out of the pack, and we start fading to the back. Now, you're talking about from the time Freddie and I had this conversation until right now is about four minutes. Crew chief keys up. Rain shower just popped up. We got to go. And I'm like – we just went to the yeah. back. There are three wide all the way to the front. And you we're don't not, just drive through the We're field. not going to go anywhere, right? It's just not going to happen. And then you still are sitting there as a spotter um, and, and as watching a driver who is a non-full-time cup guy going, I don't know that we want to bust up through the middle of here and cause havoc and cause a wreck and screw everybody's day up and then be that part of the storyline. So there's so many weird things that go through your brain. But literally, from the time Freddie and I took the green together – until we knew that rain was coming was less than three or four minutes. Yeah, and honestly, like, w- nobody told me rain was coming. Uh, you know, like, we had just talked about – we were all kind of uh, – maybe 20, 30 minutes before that, we were getting a lot of word that 
it's going to rain. It's going to rain probably right around halfway or, or sometime between halfway and the end of the second stage. And then I got the message, well, that sell's cleared yeah. up. I think we're good to the end of the stage. So now we're all planning a pitch kinda, strategy. And then, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe two or three laps before that wreck, I started feeling raindrops. Like, light, you know, that wasn't bad. But that's kind of when we picked it up, you know. And, and I was waiting in my position. I'm, like, I, I'm waiting until I hear – um, hey, ta- like towers tower, raining in yeah. one. If I hear that, I'm Brad. We got to go. It's raining in one. We need to get to le-. you know that's. Yeah. But uh, we never with the wreck. We never got an opportunity to do that. Um, but you know, I I mean, dude, uh, like being up front is not a bad thing. <laughs> a lot of times, hey, I, I don't think there's anybody in this room as a spotter that doesn't want the lead and doesn't want the ability to try to control the lines because that's where it's at. I mean, look if if it's if it's one to go and you're on an island, like you said, TJ, with no help, and they're going to back up and get a run on you, different scenario. But given what's going on at that moment in time, I mean, I fought the same kind of thing with Jeb in the spring in the Xfinity race. We knew rain was coming. We didn't know when it was going to get there. So you race as hard as you can race to try to keep the lead, and you just hope the timing works out. But I can tell you people, we know the race is going to end, potentially end very, very soon. But shout out to NASCAR because once the rain got there um, – I thought it was going to soak the racetrack and we'd be done. And I actually made my way to my car and started making my way to the airport, which is literally right next door to the racetrack. And we all sat there and it stopped raining and you're sitting there doing the math, right? And you're like, well, we could go back green at about 5.30. That gives us 45 to 50 minutes of racing based on kind of what with what happened yesterday in the Xfinity Series race. So what did NASCAR do? They dispatched the jet dryers. They were going to make an attempt to get us back out there. So I come back to the racetrack, and this whole time I'm texting Freddie, and I'm like, I'm coming back to the track. I was like, you might want to move where you're at, change your luck a little bit. Um, but he sat there, and long story short, we sit there about 20 minutes, and we're starting to all get our stuff out, go back to the roof. Next thing you know, big raindrop. Yeah, drop. these big I'm drops talking hit. big drop, biggest drops we've Best seen all weekend. Best drops I've ever seen. They started hitting my windshield, and I'm like, oh. As soon I'm as them not. first two drops, I look over, and I was sitting with Josh Williams. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh – yeah, it's over now. Like it's over because they did have a window there, and it looked like it was going to be gone. Yeah, and I honestly didn't think it was going to rain again. And, and for I'm, everybody who tweeted that NASCAR rigged it, all that stuff, I mean, it rained. Like you cannot deny it. And they if had they rigged it. They, they forgot have, to tell me. They have to I'll think. <laughs> they have to think about the broadcast. There's a ton of conflicts. I think like football was coming up. Yeah, but that was that. Honestly, the, Casey, I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't matter because you're not going to get the track dry in time to even go back green. So when we hit the window, I actually tweeted windows closing and and literally you're not going to have time to dry the track and go back green before dark the people really think that people that are that rigged. stupid i'll tell you what you know that that deal that rain you know that whole rain situation and the and it really took away from the celebration i mean I I can't it's, can't? it's really it's really broke my heart <laughs> i saw some emails come through with the victory lane photos and no lie you are standing there in the corner just drinking the beer like <laughs> You had already started before even the victory lane photos kicked off. So, well, so the big, so the, it was the crazy. Obviously, I've never been to Cup Victory Lane, but I assume it's not like this very often. No. So it rains, obviously. So they moved to the to the meeting room or something in the Xfinity garage. So they we I get I I'm trying to find out. I don't even know where to go. I see Larson. Larson's like, "Congratulations, man!" He goes, uh, "Where's Bubba?" I'm like, "I have no idea." So now we're all walking through these garages trying to find where Bubba's at, where the car's at. I can't find anybody. Uh, so now somebody's like, oh, they're around the corner. They're at the, the alternate, victory, alternate lane. victory lane or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I start heading that way. I get in there, and it's just Bubba and our pit crew, like over-the-wall pit crew. 
And I'm like, where the hell's everybody else? Like, there's nobody here. So Danny was there. He's all pumped up. So I go up there, say, see, hi, Bubba, you know, whatever, hug it out for a minute. Well, then we're like, well, where's the guys? Are they coming? Well, no, because there was a lightning hold. The car's on pit road. They were waiting to move the car. We didn't do victory lane in victory lane until probably two, three hours after the race was over. I mean, it was by then it stopped raining. And I, I credit to like Mike Wheeler and Bubba because a lot of guys on this team have never won a race before. You know, there's a lot of guys, I would say more than half. And Wheels is like, no, no, we're doing victory lane. Like, if it's not raining, I want the car in victory lane. I want these guys to get the experience victory lane. You know, even if it's Good you for know, him. simulated, yeah. he's like, these guys get deserve this. This is what they deserve. So we waited. The rain cleared up finally probably like 530 or so. And they pushed the car into victory lane, and then we had a whole other party in there. But this is like, I'm like, is this how it is all the time? It's, this is three hours of just hanging out. NASCAR literally said the race is declared official. Uh, nobody can move their cars because we're still in a lightning <laughs> delay. Uh, we waited at the airport for an hour on Justin Algar, and I think he drove home faster than uh, than we flew home. <laughs> and because, he wrecked. Yeah, exactly. He wrecked and left. And, Justin, and our, what are you doing? He didn't do anything wrong, but our airplane people, they were like, well, we're waiting on one. Who is it? Justin Algar. Well, he, he's, he drove he, home. He's been gone. <laughs> but congratulations, Freddie. Uh, were you nervous? You, at the end there? Like waiting? No, I said, like, like you, the when you got the laps. lead and you saw Brad and Joey line up, no. were you nervous? So, I, you know what? I, honestly, <laughs> um, so a situation like that, it helps you. Like, if you, because it's, it's two guys that you know are committed to working together to, 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 get you you know what i mean like you know you can and and it helps you kind of expect things that are coming see things that are coming like we bubba bubba made a mistake and that we were leading the top lane with kurt and he felt there was a hole behind ricky in the middle ricky was leading the middle lane we were leading the top i forget who's on the bottom i think danny in the 20 and there was a hole like we kind of got shoved out but then kurt we kind of lost kurt a little bit in the three yeah and there was a hole behind ricky and I didn't even clear him. He t- he went in there himself because I didn't want to go in there. So there was no point in me clearing him down there. Well, he saw the hole, got in it, and I was like, oh, no, what are you doing? And here comes the top back around us, and yeah. I'm like, oh, no, now we've just screwed this faded. up. So then they faded again. Well, then I saw you guys get hooked up on the top lane again, and we were behind Kurt, I think, and I was fine, or Ricky, I can't remember who it was, and I said, all right, the 2 and the 22 are coming. I'll count you down. we got to get up in front of them. So as you guys got there, counted down. We pulled up in front of you. You guys shoved us out to the lead. And then you could just see – you got way out there. Yeah, though. we got out there, and then we could see Brad. You know, I could see the game. Brad's Brad would push us out, then lay back to Joey. So we're trying to lay back with you. I mean, it, but it's like I said, it's it's not it's not easy, but it's more predictable when you know there's two guys that are just a hundred percent committed to helping each other. Well, that's that why point. we didn't move because yeah. we Joey wasn't clear, yeah. and it was going to be then we lost our help. Yeah, there's so. there, there's no sweeter place to win a race as a spotter. Than Daytona and Talladega. I mean, if and I don't care if it's a truck race, Xfinity race, Cup race. Obviously, Cup is the elite of the elite, but there is no better place to get your first win as a spotter than one of those places. So uh, it's going to hit you, man. It's going to take. I mean, once you sober up, gonna it's going to take, take a. a it's going to, but it's literally, it's going to be years from now when you look back and you go, man, I I got on this train with Bubba 11, 12 years ago. I was with him in the truck series. I was with him in the Xfinity series. I've been loyal to this guy. I've stayed beside of him no matter what happened. And as two great friends, we went in there and we kicked their freaking ass and won our first cup race together. And there's a lot of people out there, you know, saying, is Bubba ever going to win? Is Bubba ever going to win? 
Well, outside of John Kraft, I don't think anybody else knew if he was ever really going to win a cup race. So um, Robert Yates told Elliot Sadler after he won his first race with the Wood Brothers, we were standing in the Concord Airport, and uh, we'd won at Bristol. And Robert walked up to Elliot, and he said, hey, congratulations last week. Elliot said, thank you. He said, now that you won your first race, you'll win some more. That first one is the hardest one to get. So I truly hope that's the case for you guys, man, because uh, Bubba's great for the sport. Denny owning a car, I love seeing I mean, look, that's a two-year team. That, that race team's – so freaking new. I mean, they they broke ground, what, a year, year and a half ago, something crazy on it. Obviously, Michael Jordan's involvement there. But no matter what, the coolest part about it is you got Denny Hamlin, a car owner. You got Michael Jordan, a car owner. You got this Joe Gibbs Racing Alliance. The biggest part of the story is Bubba Wallace won a cup race. Yeah, I was dying laughing. Lambert was standing right next to me. And, you know, it's, we're, we're doing those cool down laps there with when the it's starting to you know the rain's starting to pick up a little bit and it's i mean at this point it really wasn't raining that hard but it was hard enough to where they were probably going to start to lose the racetrack and yeah chris is like denny says it's raining like hell and they're all giving him grief about it like you can't be like that he's like the hell i can't that's my car up there leading (laughs) that's awesome i will say though when you look back at this win there's a lot of there's a lot of plate races that end in chaos and there's a lot of attrition when you look back at that top 10, you see guys that have had very decorative plate racing careers. I mean, you got right behind you, you got two of the best in the business already. And behind them, you still got Harvick. You got Danny. I mean, I Danny. Mean, yeah. All those guys that are the guys at plate races, you know, to me, that's, that's, that's a big win. Yeah. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that was, it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, we, we talk about plate races obviously are where we have the most influence, in my opinion. I think it's pretty obvious. The best of the best were right behind yeah. you. Um, and there's a stat the other day that Bubba has the most points at a plate track by a lot, like by 10 this year. You know, it's like 147 points he's earned at in the plate rate in the four plate races. And I think Harvick might have been next with like 136 or something like that. So yeah. that's, it's a, you know, it's a, and and the thing that me and Bubba talked about was we've been getting good finishes, but we really haven't been in contention. There was one other one we I thought we might have had a shot at winning. We kind of got tore up at the end there when, when I think you and Byron got together or something. Um, but, you know, th- this this race was one that we kind of circled as we're going to be more aggressive today. Where we get out front, we're going to try and stay out front. You know, we have moments where we get out front, but we kind of, you know, miss a block or or don't control the lanes right and we fade a little bit. And this was just one of them cases. Like honestly, at the point, at that point, I was raising the end of the stage, like you were. You know, it's like okay, That's we're just gonna try and win for. this stage. You know, we'll, we'll see. You know, we're gonna make blocks, but we're not gonna go crazy. And then all of a sudden, I felt the raindrops, and I was like, ha, so much for not going crazy. We're, yeah. we're it's gonna be a hard car to get around now. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard being in that point position though, because I know if we don't make if we make a move and it don't work, man, we're we've got a twenty point gap right now, and there's. I'm going, glad you were in that point position. It, well, that like that makes things like harder on like yeah you want to go for the win but if it don't work you're Dang. you go to the roval and you're like now now you like we gotta just have a nice quiet race at the roval and we'll, we'll advance. One you more know? thing before we before we move on, um, booty guys like oh for four hundred and eighty four as a crew chief been around the sport a long time. <laughs> when I met booty, he was building shocks. Um, first of all, I don't know, understand how you two guys understand each other. Cause his, <laughs> his Virginia accent and your Yankee accent, they couldn't be further from the part for, from further from apart. Um, what was he like down there, man? So it's really hard to get emotion out of booty, you know, and I could see it on the box. I didn't want, again, I didn't see booty 
until we did the victory lane because by the time I got down there, he was in tech or he they had him at the media center. So it was like an hour and a half, two hours before I even seen Booty afterwards. But um, so I saw him and he's still, you know, you could see he was kind of just sitting back and and like just taking it all in. Like it's, I think he said like four hundred eighty something starts. Uh, that you know didn't I didn't I didn't realize I assumed he had won already. You know, I just just he's been around so long. I just assumed somewhere he was where he had won. Uh, but you could just see him, and the funniest thing was, so I don't know how much champagne they had at this party after the race was over, but every person that was on that team got doused with two or three bottles of champagne, every one of us. Like, no matter who it was, the highest guy to the lowest guy, we were all soaked in champagne. There must have been cases. Did you get a and bottle? I don't know. I was so I was drenched. I did not want to see any more champagne at that point. But the funniest part was I was talking to Drew Blickensderfer. He was there, so me and him are just you know conversating about the race or whatever. And I hear this commotion, and I'm in Bubba's. Bubba's got a long driveway that's got a little bit of a slope to it that like leads into his shop. And I hear this commotion, and between me and Drew is probably two or three feet. And Booty goes flying by me, running about 45 mile an hour in his wheelchair with 15 guys chasing him with <laughs> bottles of champagne. And I'm like, holy sh! What the hell is that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was funny. We got we got one poor guy, Matt Kimball. Um, I don't. They said like a couple years ago, he looks like me, like kind of like a Sasquatch when he takes his shirt off. So he's a good looking man. He's a good looking dude. They he made a bet three years ago with these guys that when they were all at LFR that if we ever won a race. He was gonna go get his chest waxed, so oh, no. now he's on the hook for this now. And I guess they just talked about it while they were loading up. Like this is might be our. This needs to be like shot. They asked me if they could do it on here. I said we might lay him on the table and just uh, wax him up in here. But I, I mean, they put a table in the corner over there. We could probably <laughs> let it. We could let it happen while we're just recording, and we can hear him yell in the background. Yeah, I just want to hear him like the forty year old virgin. That's what I'm. <laughs> exactly what i'm thinking but there's no way i said i gotta i said i gotta go when you let me know i said we're gonna put a 23 in there or something just we let should it wax your chest now no i didn't we make need that something bet. we need to do something for you to celebrate I, no trust me i'm done we do not need to do anything else for me to celebrate we're gonna continue Don't on this path for a i think days. we should start a thing a vote mm-hmm. on twitter there's no chance i'm doing Fred, should freddie should we wax freddie's chest <laughs> yes or or if there's anything else we should be doing to help freddie <laughs> celebrate and commemorate this moment are we could wax his back. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah. We're not waxing shit around here. <laughs> what if Twitter says you need to? All right, Casey, get us all, right, all right, all right. We can keep talking about you all day. Let's hear a little bit more about our Jeez. amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. So, Junie, what makes you an awesome different driver? Well, there's a lot to it. Man, it's a rush. So what makes home selling with OfferPad awesome different? Oh, so much. But with OfferPad, it's a lot more home selling stuff and a lot less bumping into people. I don't bump into anyone. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. Man, we're headed home to race at Charlotte Motor Speedway again this weekend. We love the Roval. We love calling Charlotte home, and you can too. Charlotte is a major market for our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Live in the Charlotte area and need to sell your home? Want to move to Charlotte and need to sell your current home? Well, go to OfferPad.com right now, and you can get started. All it takes is five minutes to tell OfferPad about your home, and an offer will be to you within just 24 hours. It's an awesome, different approach to real estate. 
Get started selling your home within the Charlotte area today or get ready to move down and be neighbors with us. All you need to do is log on to OfferPad.com. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. First topic, there were three first-time winners in the same weekend at Talladega for the first time in NASCAR history. Brett. Spot on. Um, And I say spot on because of of the cup race. You know, I look at the truck race and holy wreck fest. Um, We've talked about on here winning at all costs. And holy cow, we, uh, we saw that play out in that race. Xfinity race. Was it too dark to continue if you had on a tinted windshield or a tinted visor as a driver? Yes, it was. For us as spotters, turn three was starting to get a little dark. Um, not something that we knew was coming like the rain. We, you never know what NASCAR is going to do in them scenarios. We've all been there, done that, right? Um, obviously, the Cup Series we saw a very popular win there. And uh, The only thing that sucked is I wish we could have done this on Sunday when all those fans were there because the the stands were packed. Those people spent a ton of money to be there, and unfortunately I saw a lot of them have to leave Sunday night, Monday morning. We were rolling back in. But um, I don't know how anybody could go to Talladega Super Speedway and buy a ticket and sit there for those three races and and not say that that was absolutely entertaining and fun and awesome racing. Um, I do think it's still dangerous, and I think we'll cover some of that here in a little bit. Um, but but I mean that's this is Talladega. I mean that's exactly why you you know what you get when you're going to Bristol. You know what you get when you go to Daytona. You know what you get when you go to Talladega. You know what you're going to get when you go to Martinsville. Like those are places that are always going to be drama filled, action packed. Um, anything and everything that you could want out of a race, and I, I thought all three races delivered, to be honest with you. Yeah, Ready? I mean, spot on, obviously. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big spot on new winners this week, especially uh, my week. buddy I, Tyler Young. I say this a lot about a lot of people, and sometimes it's kind of you know redundant, but Tyler Young might be my favorite person in the garage. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen Tyler Young without a smile on his face. Like, if you have pissed Tyler Young off, I don't know what kind of what what you have done, but you, you're an idiot. Um, so just to see him get another win, I was actually doing play by play for Derek because we were about ten laps down, uh, riding around in the back just trying to get to the end of the race. And uh, imagine that they come back, they come <laughs> they come back across the line for the white, and I see, I, I guess it was uh, Gillen and John Hunter were out front, and the twelve was third, which is kind of the same place we were sitting when I was spotting for Tyler and Spencer Boyd won. And I was like, man, I took, they took the white. I said, man, Tyler might get him another one right here. And I'd call the last lap for him. And I'm like, damn, sure did. Um, but, yeah, uh, crazy for them. I think if John Hunter had that, that last 100 yards back, he'd probably do it a lot different. Uh, the 12 had lost all his momentum. The 12 yanked to the bottom. What's he going to do different? Got, get away from him. The guy chased him. He was going to go as far yeah, as he had to. But if you get away from him, if you go to the right, he's not going to get to you. Uh, Run on a racetrack eventually. Yeah, but I've still, like, by the time they get to the line, he wouldn't have got to him, I don't think. you know. And I think, obviously, it's it's in the moment. But you know, the 12 lost all his momentum. He's sideways. He loses his momentum. And then John Hunter kind of comes down and gives him a free shot at his quarter panel. And you can't expect – I mean, people might knock Tate for doing it, but you're going after your first career win – not a not great equipment, so you don't know how many chances you're gonna gonna have at winning. Um, but so he takes the free shot there and wins the race, and then uh, just awesome Brandon Brown. I seen both of those guys last night. Congratulated them. 
Uh, big deal for him. I mean, he's kind of become a, a social media darling of the Xfinity series with his used car sales commercials and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so just really happy for them guys and obviously Bubba. So we'll uh, get back after it this week, but that was pretty cool. TJ. Uh, spot on. That's great for all them guys. That's why we, that's why they circle the plate races as wild cards because you never know. And I think the unknown is attractive, attractive to race, you know, Drivers, you know, every driver that goes into Talladega honestly feels like they probably got a shot at winning. And you keep at it long enough, you're going to get a chance at it. So I'm spot on. It's great to see people get their first wins. Uh, Yeah, I'm spot on. Talladega track president Brian Crichton, and I apologize if I butcher his name, says that's the way a truck should look when it finishes a race at Talladega Super Speedway over the PA Referencing Tate Fogelman's wrecked winning truck. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. I mean, this is <laughs> this is potential what an idiot candidate right here. I mean, ah, I'm sure all the team owners are happy to hear that the president of the track says he wants to look all the all the trucks look destroyed when the race is over. Um, I don't know, you know, if you want to if you want to have a demo derby, let's just block off the front straightaway and have a demolition derby and see who wins that. Uh, Obviously, this is a product of the racing we put on. We all know that. We all go into it. But I don't think anybody's hoping for it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just – it's. I was there last – like I said last night, I was there, and the truck is destroyed. Like, Tyler Young can't just – I mean, we talk about maybe not the greatest equipment on the racetrack. That was obviously a very good truck, and now it's destroyed. I mean, now he's got to replace that truck with something, you know, new or something. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm spot off for this comment. I don't I – don't, I don't think that's the right uh, – the right – motive you're looking for TJ? i'm uh i'm spot off but i don't think it's i don't know that's exactly what he meant you don't like to see truck trucks or any race cars come back on wreckers but you do like to see you know Excitement. car cars used up you know going for it now i don't think they meant to that i don't like to see them used up to that <laughs> extent but you know it's brett's been to battle martinsville before when you come out of that race you come you know you look down the side of your car there's nothing you can't even tell what the number is on your car because there's so many donuts and, you know, the bumpers caved in a little bit in the back because you were at battle all day. And I think that's more of what he meant. I don't agree with the – I mean, when I saw that 12 hit the end so well, I mean, I – Oh, that was a that Yeah, was a when I, you see it. You have so much time from the time you see them spinning at Talladega at that point of the track until they hit. You almost – you're like – and you see it's going to be flush, and you see oh, it's going to be man. driver's well, side. Well, you see it, like, slide, and then you know right before it gets well, it always seems to take that slide where it comes back. And you, you it's like them funny videos you see on TikTok, that, that guy in the back, oh, no, 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 no. You just, like, know that it's coming. And so I, I really hate seeing them type of wrecks, but I don't I don't mind seeing, you know, cars that were raced. The guys were getting after it, you know. They were, they were battling. This is a NASCAR employee. This is a track president. This is embarrassing. I don't know if he's never raced. I don't know if he's never been around racing. I don't know if nobody in his family has ever raced. I don't know if he's ever had friends that never race. But I don't know of anybody in our industry that wants to see a wreck. And I don't know of anybody in our industry that wants to see a guy hit the wall at 180 miles an hour because that's the way it's supposed to look at any given track. I mean, TJ's reference about Martinsville, we're running 80 miles an hour around there, and it still can be dangerous. Talladega, I watch a single truck spin through the infield, 
and they did not throw a caution. The truck wasn't going to hit anything. The truck wasn't going to get hit by any more competitors. Everything was going to clear the scene. They threw a caution. The very last lap of the race, they go into turn three, and five or six trucks get together. Some of them hit the wall extremely hard. Matt Crafton's truck was destroyed, and they did not throw a caution. They continued to race for probably another mile. And when I watched that play out, I was so confused because, to me, if the first car spinning, truck spinning, by itself warranted a caution, how does multiple cars spinning and wrecking and hitting the wall at 180 miles an hour not warrant a caution? So, to me, uh, the yellow should have flown. John Hunter Nemechek should have been declared the winner. And we should have never been in this position where the leader of the race, the winner of the race, um, wrecked a guy on purpose, which we talk about on here all the time. When it Are all costs for John Hunter next year, he did that. No, <laughs> when it all costs, he did that. But man, he took a huge hit after the fact. And you're never going to hear me or anybody that I know in the sport excited about that scenario. And, and I don't mean anything. Maybe this guy's taken way out of context. But that's how the way a truck should look when it finishes a race at Talladega Super Speedway. We- I bet if he saw the door bars and I think and he had to ride in it, he wouldn't. Let me ask you this: <laughs> that. like we talk about it, so that spin with the twenty three, he's you know he's racing, trying he's leading, trying to protect his lead. He comes down across Gillen's nose, gets himself turned. Um, I I don't think that should have been a caution. We should, I mean, no. we're coming to the white, the, coming to the end of the race. We're in the middle of the trioval, and they throw a caution for that. I mean, I don't know who. Obviously, we'd have to go back and timestamp everything and look to see who was ahead of who, but. I mean that should that should end of the race right there, or at least you know if he spins through the grass and keeps going, we finish that lap. You know, take the white, finish that lap. He's by himself. I mean, it's it's just cause and effect. Like that shouldn't have been a caution. Then the other one, one hundred percent, should have been a caution. Like I don't. We always ask for consistency, and it's just. Uh, it's just. I, I hope that somebody called Brian, and I don't know his last name either. I've never met Brian. I do know a few of the track presidents these days. Uh, I, the ones that I know would have never said anything like this. I think this guy needs a little bit of a PR 101 training about how to talk about racers and racetracks and safety. And, uh, man, don't make this mistake again, man. That's a, that's a bad look. He's actually been in the sport for 20 years, looks like. He was senior director of PR at Chicago, then vice president of special events at Daytona, and then has been at Talladega for 10 years. So, Yeah, well, I'd love to have a beer with him and tell him don't say this stupid shit <laughs> like that again. Well, I'm sure he'll see this and know that. Spot on, spot off. NASCAR calls Saturday's Xfinity Series race six laps early due to darkness. TJ, I had already left, so I don't. Ha- I don't know how dark. How dark was it, Brett? And, and I'm not saying this because your bumper cover was blown off. So I listened to Drew on the radio, and Drew, <laughs> I was scanning the radio. So and Drew, who spots for Brandon Jones now, actually said. It's not. It's pretty dark, and if you weren't in a bright colored car, I'd probably have some trouble seeing you. So I knew at that point, I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty dark." Here's what sucks: we're at a playoff race. It's not the end of the race, and we're stopping the race because it's too dark. Whose fault is that? It didn't rain. Okay, it did not rain, so we didn't get to finish the race because it got dark. So whose fault is that? I, would, I mean, you got to go network, right? I mean, network. Who picked start the start time? time of this race? Okay, who doesn't realize that Talladega usually has wrecks? It usually has red flags, and it's probably going to get f***ing dark. Okay, who, who f- 
that up is the first question. You better hope it's not the guy that owns this place. What's your? It, you started at like three forty-five. Three forty-five-ish. It was late because they did a truck race first. So, so, so first of all, why are we even putting ourselves in position for this to happen? All you have to do is move everything up that day by an hour. Don't tell me yeah, it's hard. Yeah, 11, 11 o'clock truck race don't, would don't, have been fine. Don't tell me it's hard. Figure it out. This is absolutely asinine that a playoff race in a major touring series is ending because it got dark. That's all that happened. It got dark. So, A, if we're going to put ourselves in this scenario with these start times, then, B, give us lights. Don't tell me we can't do lights. It's too big. We got lights at Daytona. It's two and a half miles. So I'm pretty sure for the other .1 mile, we can light <laughs> that place up. Um, it's simple. If we're going to go to a playoff race, and I mean, look, I could carry this over into Sunday's or Monday's conversation too. Give us the best opportunity we can to be able to run the full event. Well, that's that's lights or it's start times. And here we screwed up both of them. So I honestly don't I'm, want lights at time. I'm, I'm huge spot off on the fact that we had to finish this at dark. And then it's like we talked about. This is a variable that you don't know what's going to happen. It's too unpredictable. We had the lead on the final restart of the race with Jeb Burton. And I think we ran about three laps before the caution happened. And then the race get, gets called for darkness. We finished seventh. And and it just freaking sucks as a competitor to – look. congratulations, Brandon Brown. You did everything right. You had the lead. Um, actually, wait. No, he didn't have the lead. Brandon Jones had the lead when the caution come out. But we didn't go to the caution. We went to the scoring loop. So did Brandon Jones did, 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 did Brandon That's, Jones win the race or Brandon Brown win the race? What well, depends on how you enforce the rule, right? This is one big cluster, and it's one big cluster because we started this race too freaking late. Learn from your mistakes. Don't repeat history. This should not happen. This that was my biggest thing. My biggest issue was listen. I wasn't there. I don't know how dark it was. I know from past experience. It's way darker in person than it appears to be on TV. TV, TV makes always it look, makes it yes. look way lighter than it is. Um, but so I'm watching this. I got a text going with Brett and Chris Rice, and they're talking about. And obviously, the drivers are the ones that ultimately kind of make the decision. Like they're asking drivers, guess what? It, the ones in the front are going to vote. Yeah, it's too dark. So they show a replay, and they have it paused when they're calling on you know, this. Obviously, NASCAR goes back and timestamps everything and, and has different angles. So this could not be, this might not be 100% accurate. But the replay that I saw where they paused the cars, this is after the wreck, the yellow is supposedly out. Brandon Jones has got a nose on the 68. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if we want this thing to end because Brandon Jones is one of the guys we were racing for the, you know, in points to transfer the next round. I said, if he wins, that's not good for us. So I wouldn't be harping on the fact, but we also had damage. So we knew we kind of needed that race to end right then, um, no matter who was in front. But so now Latart comes on after they they put the 68 to the lead. They announced it. So I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, man, are they ever going to review this Like, and go back and look? And I guess Latart comes on there and says, oh, yeah, I talked to Steve O'Donnell. And because of the, it was just a caution flag, we go back to the loop and we use the loop data as opposed to the pictures because it's just a caution. And now because – now the time's run out. We're not going to adjust it, or you know, we're we're just using the loop data. And I'm like, I'm that's just no good with me. Like, if this is going to decide the race, it's the it's the it should be the picture race. Yeah, you know, I mean, if okay, you know, that they use the example of you know, if the caution comes out for rain, we're going to use the loop data, and then if there if it rains out, we're still going off the loop. And I'm like, that that's still not right. You know, I feel like if this is going to decide the race, 
you should go back and see who is leading the race when you throw the yellow flag. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Um, and in my opinion, it might have, like you said, congratulations, Brandon Brown. Good story, great story. He's a guy I gave a lot of grief on here for a lot of years when he first come around because he liked to race real hard and, and tear some stuff up. And good thing and, he was racing hard then, huh? And he and he got you know I think he's been way better the last year and a half or so. Um, but you know, honestly, if if I think if it's done right, I think Brandon Jones wins that race. But it'd be interesting to see what that exact timestamp and what the data would show there. This thing was done wrong from the minute it started at three forty-five. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, what's that window? It's like three whoever hours? is over this part of the world. I don't know who that is. If it's the president, vice president, COO, I don't know who that is. This thing went wrong at three forty-five. A hundred percent agree. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. Brett, I'll let you continue this one. My blood pressure's up. I know. That's, the, that's <laughs> why blood, I'm picking you again. <laughs> NASCAR's policy of not starting a race until it can run the full distance after the weather cleared for a few hours following the postponement on Sunday. Man, listen. This is uh, this is tough for me to swallow because we're slippery slope. Because we're sending race fans home at a time when realistically we could have green flag racing going on. Um, I, I honestly wish we would have a way to revisit this policy and say we're going to start the race and we're going to go to this point in time. And then we're going to stop, and then we're going to resume the next day tomorrow. And a lot of people are going to hear that inside of this industry and get mad at me. But there's a lot of people that spend $120 a ticket with a family of four that spent two grand by the time they did hotels, food, and tickets, and hot dogs, and all the things that you need to come to a race that didn't get to see a single lap of green flag racing because they had to go home. And uh, that, that truly hurts my heart. I mean, I looked at Rick Corelli on, uh, on Monday when we all got up there, and I was like, man, it sucks that all those people had to leave because – when we got up there on Sunday, stands are full, campers are full. Um, it breaks my heart that, that you're paying for something that you don't get to see start. And so I think that conversation starts with the race fans. How do we fix their experience and yet still keep the integrity in our product? There's got to be a balance. Look, I love the rule from the standpoint of we should start with the intention of running the full race. We shouldn't start a football game and know we're only going to play three quarters. That's not that's not cool, right? So we have to start with the intention of running the full race. But who says we can't finish the full race the next day? Here's so obviously I play a little devil's advocate here, and I, I like I said I hate it for the fans. Obviously I wish there was a lot more people there Monday to see that race because I thought it was a great race naturally. Um, but here's like the competition side of it. I understand, you know, you wanna you wanna go racing, but 
So say we waited out Sunday, and obviously, of course, this came up because people were saying it wasn't raining there for a while after they had called it. Um, but what's the alternative? You know, what's the – what do you do? Um, okay, we're going to go green at 4 o'clock. We're going to run stage one. And we're going to run – but you have to have – the thing is we saw this this year at the New Hampshire with the 10 and the 20. You need to have a set – distance of the race you know what i mean because you can't you don't want to leave a judgment call to where it's going you know we're watching that race in new hampshire and the 20s running them down and all of a sudden they go all right there's three to go uh, what wait why now you're talking about doing this at talladega um so 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 look here's a good thing you're 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 making valid points but here's a good thing tj we now have segments we have stage one stage two stage three we can we know at halfway or the end of stage two the race is official I know you're not going the, quote, advertised distance, but let's fix that legality, however you've got that sold in your ticket package. And let's say, hey, due to darkness, we're only going to run two stages a day, guys. Because we could have done that. I promise you the fans that were all there on Sunday would have said, great. Okay. Guess what your TV audience would have been? Bigger than it was on Monday. That's – I agree. I'm kind of – I'm kind of – See, Freddie, you give me a problem and I give you a solution. But it's okay. So then where's that race official? At the end of the second stage. But what if but, they don't but make you it? Got to, but what if we get to what if we get to the end of the first stage? And then it's then it's over halfway. But, but it's all about but it's strategy. Not over, it's so not like, over halfway. So, it's only, so let me ask you this: it's a quarter okay. of the way down. So we knew we knew we know they set a time. Yeah. And at the track, if we're not racing by this time, we know we know. It's, okay, so if you know that time and you get there, that point from that point on, if it goes past that, you're going to the end of stage two. Like, everybody knows, like, okay, guys, this is our time right here. New window. This is our window. If we start the race for you, we're going full distance. If not, we're going to the end of stage two from this, from right here. So, scenarios based yeah. off of where they are at that certain no, point. I'm good with it. Like, I'm listen. telling you right now, there ain't one competitor in that garage that's going to say they don't want to do that. There ain't we would have raced Sunday to stage two and been there ain't, there ain't one fan in the stands go, I don't want to do that. I want to watch the whole 500 miles around this place. I'm pretty sure 300 is enough. And then there ain't one person watching on TV on Sunday that's going to have to miss the race on Monday. He's going to say, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. The I've, truck race is damn near perfect length for that place, that's too. That's half the cup race. <laughs> uh, you know, and that, that's – I'm good with it. I mean, I trust me. I'd much rather ran that race on Sunday with all those people there. And if, I, yeah, you I, let I'm, it at the end of stage, too. You I'm were so good. <laughs> I'm supporting that decision. But I'm just saying, if we go that route, it has to be a definitive end to the race. Not, hey, we're going to call this on darkness or we're going to call this – on rain, there has but, to I mean, be. They can set a time because they always give it. We always get a time when it's raining. But hey, the same the thing happened at this New point. Hampshire. They said, "Okay, we're, the sun goes down at eight oh six. Okay, great. But was it too dark at eight oh seven? Not really. We only had what six or eight laps left that we could have ran. You know, it's just, just it's got to be a lap. It's got to be. We're running to lap one twenty today, guys, and then. You know, I've been doing this for about seven, and I think I've only seen that situation come up probably twice. Oh yeah, hundred so. percent. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise. Fans, I know we've told you for months about automatic discounts you get when you place items in your cart at RacingUSA.com, and they're guaranteed at lowest pre-order prices. But, TJ, we've never told them that they have more than half a million dollars worth of merchandise in stock and ready to ship tomorrow morning. In addition to hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties, for the sport's most popular drivers, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 40 different drivers, including this week's 
Bubba Wallace Talladega race winning diecast. And when you're shopping on RacingUSA.com, don't forget to enter to win this month's $200 gift card. Someone is going to win it. It might as well be you. So, whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. The damage vehicle policy clock after Kyle Larson cuts a tire and brings out a second caution because he had to return to the track to make minimum speed. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the clock. I think the clock was a good idea because if not, you end up with guys doing this all day long with cars that shouldn't be out there racing around. Uh, the clock does, unfortunately, kind of put you in a position where you might have to make some questionable decisions and you might have to send your car back out there knowing – that it's that it's not a hundred percent, knowing there's potential for more stuff to fall off or cut a tire, um, because your goal is to get out there, clear your minimum speed, and when you clear your minimum speed, now you have unlimited time to fix your car. My biggest issue with the fact is here, the minimum speed needs to be worked on. Like I saw some guys out, we wrecked in the truck race, and we were way way off the pace. I think the same thing with Lambert in the eighteen truck. Uh, he was standing next to me. No chance to draft. And, oh no! I mean, we're talking seconds off the pace. Three, you know, and he's like, "Oh, we're not going. We're probably going to be done here. We're going to be parked." And then the draft like went by him and was gone. And he's, I said, "Man, I bet you're close to minimum speed right there." And he's like, "No way!" And they cross the line, and they're, "Yep, uh, 18's made minimum speed. He's off the clock." I was like, "It's way." I mean, I remember this with Bubba a couple years ago. Like, especially these plate races. Like, there's some places where you could hide at some of these places, but. You know, there's like when when the minimum speed is that much disparity difference between the guys that are in the pack and the guy that's out there just riding around. We need to close that gap because it's it's simply just too dangerous. TJ, yeah, um, I, I like the clock. I think it keeps um, it keeps everything. You know, some things. Everyone's in the same ballpark, so it's not an advantage for anybody else. But I like how you can fix mechanical issues. But if you're in a crash, you can't get the thing fixed up. You don't need to be out there riding around. I actually think it's made for better racing. So Kyle Larson plus 22 going into the Roval. Uh, if he doesn't get back out there in time, whoo, he could be in big trouble. We thought this guy pretty much had one race he could not show up at. Well, he damn near did it right here. Wrecked early, ran like crap. Uh, I saw Tyler Mon running up and down spotter stand. I kept looking at him going, boy, you sure want to log laps, huh? You want the hardest, guys to keep that's wrecking, That's the hardest huh? he's worked all year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no crap. Um, it's uh, it, it builds drama, right? Bubba Wallace winning the race builds drama. Why? Because nobody else is locked in. We've only got one guy locked in going into the That's another reason race. why I was okay being um, behind him because it didn't so, hurt points. I mean, at one point, you know, <clears throat> TJ was talking earlier about how good he is in the points. There was one point I looked up and he was eighth. He was the last guy in um halfway through stage two because of where they were running live right so um all these things guys are creating drama and storylines and man i'm here for it it has been eight years since a non-playoff driver won a playoff race spot on spot off brett that tells you how competitive these playoff cars are in 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 the big picture here i mean you're talking eight years since jamie mcmurray won a playoff race as a non-playoff driver and, and and as you guys know, we're going into the final stretch right here. We've got five races, six races left, whatever it is. You won't see another non-playoff driver win because those guys are at the top of their game. Their teams are at the top of their game. For Bubba to come in here and, and win a race, um, I'm spot on for it because the sport 
gets predictability a lot of times. I mean, last year we saw Harvick and Denny win every race. You go back to the years Jimmy Johnson was dominating, you knew he was going to win damn near every race. And people get – they get mad about that. I appreciate it as a sports fan, but some people get mad about it. They want stuff that's not predictable. Well, here you go. You got a weekend with three first-time winners. You got a Bubba Wallace winning as a non-playoff guy. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Once again, I'm, I'm here for this. Spot on. Freddie, if you spot off this, we have some issues. I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously spot on. Who was the last one? McMurray, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say, really. It's, uh, it's a good day. Your liver is going to be TJ. spot off. I mean, spot, it's spot on. That's uh, tough. This is not an easy series to win in. Like, it's uh, ask anybody who has ever – winning the racing and how hard it is to win in the cup series. How hard is it even win the truck series and then Xfinity and then cup. I mean, it is not easy. The, the biggest year I ever celebrated a win is a year that I won, was fortunate enough to win uh, a race in all three of the top series in one year. I mean, it's hard. Like Freddie has, has a truck win. He has some Xfinity series wins. He has a cup win, but Freddie, Freddie got his, his, his really his spotter career path, Kind of on track about, what, three years ago, two years ago, in terms of putting yourself in position to win? Yeah. And when you do that, you are you become a winning spotter, and it's a big deal. I mean, there are guys on the roof right now, uh, like a Tyler Mon. I mean, he he was a guy that was spotting for Rick Ware cars and potentially wasn't ever going to win a race in his life. And, he and, was driving trailers for Chad. And like, then, and right then here you this. go, man. He gets his break. And look, we all want our break. He gets his break. Nice Kyle Larson spotter. Well, guess what? That got him. That got him Noah Graxon spotter. Now you win in races with both those guys. So um, it just, uh, it, it's a hard career path. People ask all the time how you get to be a spotter. I, don't ask me because it's all different for everybody. Go it's out timing. put the work in. Timing's put the work everything. in. Meet the people. If you have to ask me how to be somebody, you probably ain't going to make it anyway. Figure it out on your own. That's what we all did. People. It comes down to people relationships. Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Alex Bowman are below the cutoff line heading into the Charlotte Roval facing elimination. And I can say Harvick is behind by nine, Christopher behind by 28 points, William 44, and Alex 52. This TJ. is huge. Or TJ, spot on, spot off. I'm spot on because I am not in that list right there. <laughs> and there's a bunch of guys between you and the bottom. That's the best news for you. That's why I, I was completely I, happy running I, I, second I, I, right there. I, I, I'm not saying that you can't have a problem in stage one and be out of this out of this playoff, but the reality is you're 20 points to the good. Great that's, starting that's, spot. That's not a lot of points, but there's so many people between you and Harvick. There's a lot of people that's got a passion. And we I don't start see that second. Happen. We start second. So if we just maintain in that area. Don't see that happen. Here, here's the great thing about the drama of this. Kyle Busch is out. Chase Elliott, the best road racer in the world, if you watch cup racing, is out. Um, Kevin Harvick. I mean, they're, they're in. They're Kevin in. Harvick's the first guy out. These bottom three guys are screwed. Christopher Bell, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Alex Bowman, they're done. They're done for. Unless they win. Yeah. Unless they win. This is a I think, huge drama. I think the biggest thing, and we talked about it on here going into it, I think we both – I think we, all three of us said we probably saw the 20 and the 4 kind of being in this position where they, they might not advance. We kind of picked one Penske car, one Hendrick car. And this is just a great round for Penske. You go to Vegas, where they've been good forever, seems like. Uh, then you go to Dega, which they're the, they work together the best out of anybody at Dega. Um, 
So this was a good round for them, and you see it. They both vault up into the top five, and they're pretty comfortable going into this. I think the biggest thing for you fans to watch for is the strategy splits here because you're going to have these guys, this group from even Larson, I mean, yeah, Larson back to Kyle, they're going to go for stage points. You know, So there's going to be short pitting the stages to try and get track position. Some of these guys can afford to do that, and some of these guys can't. Like that bottom three there, Bowman, Byron, Bell, they're going to be short pitting. They're going to be trying to get track position because the only thing they're worried yeah, about they got to be up front at the end. The only thing they're worried about is trying to win the race. They where, have to pit before they yeah, do stage. And two. where these other guys are going to put themselves behind on the track position, you know the the Brads, the Joeys, the Truex, Blaney, Chase, Kyle, they're gonna they're gonna be going for points. So they're gonna actually stay out at the end of the stages, get their points, and then have to try and battle back through you know behind on track position a little bit. And then you mix in the rest of us that are going to be doing probably the opposite of what the majority does here and there you know so it'll be an interesting strategy play to watch it all weekend or all race long here's what's interesting for me i watched chase elliott obviously dominate cut road courses for what seems like the last decade i know it's happened that long but it seems like forever we watched him get into michael annette's car where at watkins Glen, and he raced jeb burton all day i mean we were eight to 12th he ended up with some strategy at the end that got him up there he finished fourth we didn't see him set the world on fire at daytona for whatever reason that nine cup car at a road course, is a flat-out rocket. But guess what? He's got to get points. He can't work and focus solely on trying to win that race because if something goes wrong, he's going to be in deep trouble. He's got to get points stage one, got to get points stage two. So when all those guys start peeling off, man, he's going to have to stay out there and make some magic happen and get some points, especially in stage one. Now, if he goes out there and wins stage one gets ten points, maybe he feels good enough to go for that win. Uh, but there's a lot of things, man. Strategy is always so important at road courses. There's a lot of scenarios right here. If you're a true race fan and understand road racing, this is th- going to be chaos. This is going to be chaos. Yes, sir. Love it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spot on, spot off. Jimmy Johnson will complete a rookie test for the Indy 500. Freddie. I mean, spot on. Who doesn't want to see one of the biggest names in our sport? We saw this with Kurt a couple years ago, you know, like I think our whole sport was tuned in just to see how Kurt did. And he did unbelievable. Uh, I, you know, be great for Jimmy. I, you know, what what changed? You know, I mean, originally he said he wasn't going to do any of these ovals, right? And now, I guess it's the Indy Five Hundred. You got to do it. How do you? Uh, do it? <laughs> you know, um, but you I, know. I, man, I'm so against what you're saying right now. Why? I am so spot off for this. Why? Like, Jimmy Johnson is forty plus years old. Jimmy Johnson is worth. A lot of money. He's got a Gulfstream airplane. He's got a house in Aspen. He's got a condo in New York. He's got a freaking mansion here in Charlotte. He's got kids. He's got a wife. I don't want to watch him strap into one of these cars and go run the Indy 500. I am. I talked to his publicist this morning, Amy Walsh, and I called her. She's at this this test, and you know he's got to go out there and he's got to run 210 miles an hour, and then he's got to go out there and run 215 miles an hour. First of all, Jimmy Johnson could go out there and run 227 right off the bat. You know why? Because he's, he's Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Um, I am so spot off for this. It hurts my heart. It gives me chills to know this guy's going to run this race. Why? Like, if he were in his, if he were Kyle Larson, I'd be all for it. I'd be no different if this were Casey Kane. 
Like you're, you're, you're done. Like you're at the end of your career. Why go out and run one of the most dangerous races in the world? If you're going to do that, come run the Daytona 500 again. It's safer than this freaking thing. Maybe you will. Amy also told me that Alex, uh, the IndyCar champ, uh, is coming to the Roval this weekend. He'll be running around. I, I know that uh, some, other things, some other things might be happening right here. But um, I think it's awesome when IndyCar and NASCAR worlds coincide. I truly love it. But, man, Jimmy. Whew. TJ, what do you think? I think he hung around them IndyCar guys, and that month of May there is pretty special. And it's the Indy 500. So I don't. He's a not, racer. Why wouldn't yeah, he want to I mean, run I, one I of the biggest him. races? I don't blame him for wanting. And he's probably been running so many road courses. He's probably like, just get me to an oval, just somewhere I can, you know, something a little different for him. So, but it's the Indy 500, man. I don't, I don't blame him for wanting to do it. And maybe he's considering it. Maybe he's not all the way on board yet. I don't know. Maybe this test is. Dude, he he's he's gonna do it. I mean, if he goes to this test, how does he not get out of that car? He's going like, to do this test, and he's going to get so excited. It's got to be so fun to have that thrill. I mean, he's still an adrenaline junkie, badass. I just, yeah, I just look, man. I'm 46. I want to watch a minute, so I kind of want to see him do I, it. <laughs> I, I do too, but I don't. Like, I mean, I'm 46, and I mean, I'm like, man, if I were 26, I'd be all about this. I'm not. I've seen Jimmy. I've watched Jimmy race for so long. If Jimmy wants to run the Indy 500, I don't care. I'm watching it. Last week, Goldfish Casino Slots gave fans a chance to win A.J. Amendinger's race-worn driver suit and helmet and got fans excited. Now, here's your chance, last chance, actually, to get your hands on amazing NASCAR prizes. Jackpot Party is a leading free-to-play mobile game that provides players an authentic Vegas experience with a splash of unmatched fun. On October 10th, Jackpot Party will be the proud sponsor of A.J. Allmendinger in his cup race at Charlotte. And guess what? Not to be outdone, Jackpot Party offers our listeners the opportunity to win A.J. Allmendinger's officially worn and autographed driver's suit and his helmet. And if that isn't enough, you could also win original NASCAR crew shirts and more awesome prizes. Jackpot Party is hosting a raffle in-game from October 6th through October 10th where players can win genuine NASCAR prizes. Here's a tip on how to win. Visit AJJackpot.com and follow the instructions. The more you spin, the more tickets you entered, and the better your chances of winning AJ Almeninger's driving suit and helmet of your own. That's AJJackpot.com. Let's head into Reaction Theater. All right, here we go. Yeah, this is Andrew. I am the Brett Griffin Fan Club president of the Indiana Chapter. Brett, one quick request. Can you never take a week off ever again? I mean, it's bad enough every week. We've got to listen to Freddie just slob on Denny's knob, you know, week after week. And now last week we had to endure Freddie sucking off Chris Lambert's cock for two straight hours. Like, good night. Enough's enough. Freddie, you suck. Brett, you're the goat. Not this week. Jeez, oh, man. Freddie turned a little red right there. Look at him. <laughs> I was I'm dying laughing. Man, I was, I was, whew, uh, harsh. Indiana, keeping it real. Indiana chapter. <laughs> chapter. The What an Idiot of a Year Award has to go to Derek Krause. I mean, he can't even get out of the frigging garage without spinning out on pit road. Come on, Freddie, what's the deal? You got to get you, your boy together. He goes from me? hitting everything on the track to now he can't even make it to the track. For real? Come on, man. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't. So we're in the garage and he's pissed off because we had to change a brake rotor and he comes whipping out from Sounds the like opening. Change the driver. He comes whipping out of the opening and spins right out. I'm like, good work. Try to get it turned around now, dumbass. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, it was funny. That was true. TJ wouldn't even be that bad. No. <sighs> my what an idiot goes to NASCAR for scheduling this Xfinity race at three o'clock in the afternoon when it gets dark at six o'clock. Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, what the hell? NASCAR can't get out of their own freaking way. I ain't coming back till next year. We sat here for 10 minutes after the caution came out, and all of a sudden they say, well, it's over. This guy wins. He's under caution on the backstretch, baby. Oh, my God. It ain't even that dark. Yeah, exactly. The lights are on, baby. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. The lights are on might have been the problem. I'm not going to spend much time in this message pumping you up. I have a more important announcement to make it's a public service announcement for anyone and everyone who is going to be in charge of you this week during your celebrating time i'm hoping megan picks up like four shifts at work so she doesn't have to deal with you but few the checklist that i have to use more often than not first thing get your actual address because after you have a few drinks, you just like to throw out towns that you're staying in, not so much an actual address where you need to get dropped off at. <laughs> Two, Guilty. when they get to the bar, they need to find out what last name is on the card that you're using. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, make sure that they close out all of your tabs and get your credit card back in your possession. <laughs> Third thing, as you're walking out of the bar, they need to make sure that you have your phone in your possession. That's very high on Megan's list. It just needs to be in your possession, though, not actually on it, because we don't know who you're messaging or posting on social media. It usually doesn't work out so well when you're leaving the bar. Fourth thing, as you're heading back to your place to drop you off, they need to make sure you have multiple alarms set for the following day. And again, more importantly, they need to make sure those alarms are set in the AM position, not the PM position, which is something that you struggle with. Guilty. Last but not least, as you flop in your bed passed out, they need to make sure that your phone is also plugged in so that you, it does have juice that those alarms will actually go off the following day and wake you up at some point in time. So nice work again this weekend. Good job. Enjoy your celebrating, and we will see you in Charlotte. Tony Hirschman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the babysitting committee for Freddie Kraft consists of Tony Hirschman, myself, and Steve Barkdahl. And Tony Hirschman just shared with you guys the creed to which to keep Freddie safe. So, All uh, those remarks that Tony has said in there came from personal experiences with Freddie. <laughs> yes. so we're, gonna, we're not going to tell the story today, but we're going to tell the story about the town versus the address at some point oh. on here. We can tell that one. Trophy Club, Texas. Yeah, we'll tell it later. Right after Columbia. <laughs> no, <laughs> that Columbia story is never going to change. This should be the day, I mean. Four-year-old could outrun him in her bicycle. Grandma could beat him in her wheelchair. I could drive a truck loaded down with hog nuts. And I'd beat that mother fair and square. Was that Jeb? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jeb. 
Oh, There's Jeff. Justin Algar who walked yep, through the shop. Wonder if he knows I waited on him for an hour on the airplane the other day. <laughs> it looks like he's been uh, here a while. How now. about that stupid fan that thought that this was Jeb Burton singing? <laughs> yeah. On Twitter. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> Why are you guys so mean? People make mistakes. People that doesn't well, sound anything like Did Jeb you see Burton. what he said? Yes. He came out, he went after Jeb Burton's yeah. throat for how about, instead of, how about instead of singing songs about Chase Hill, you try yeah. to suck a little bit less. Well, guess what? You're a <laughs> idiot. That is not Jeb Burton. Oh, <laughs> son, that is not my son. <laughs> my boy don't sing a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. And here's your latest news. Bubba Wallace gets his first NASCAR Cup win at Talladega Super Speedway, the first victory for Michael Jordan's 2311 racing. In what Talladega County officials are calling a completely unrelated incident, the local area's entire supply of Fireball Whiskey and PUI was purchased by who witnesses are describing as a young Santa Claus with headset. If you or any of your friends know this man, please get him to the nearest alcohol treatment facility immediately. Young Santa Claus with headset. I have a theory. Bubba Wallace and Freddie Kraft owe this victory to none other then Brett Griffin Holla. and Justin Haley. Beginning a stage two after the rain delay, Justin Haley got out front and became a moving roadblock in front of the Penske cars and sent them both to the back <laughs> of the lead that. pack. The bottom Only road. at the end of the stage, before the next rain came, did they both finally get back up there and didn't have enough time to get past Bubba Wallace. Way to go, Brett. Got a boy. Oh, and your car totally effed up the race. On Saturday, too. So you really <laughs> screwed up both races. So thanks. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Freddie, my boy! <laughs> hey, man. I'm, keep raining. Let it rain. Let it pour. Let it rain all day. I've never been so excited for rain in Talladega in my 20 years of watching NASCAR. TJ, you suck. Look who's in second. Joey Logano, are you freaking kidding me? Mm. Nope. 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 Sorry, buddy. I truly believe that I speak for every single DBC listener out there whenever I say this. Hell yeah, Freddy Crab! <laughs> if anybody <laughs> sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard, <laughs> don't be alarmed. It's just Freddy. He's about two bottles of Fireball Deep. Congrats on the win, Freddy. Congrats, Bubba. Oh my goodness, Bubba won, Bubba won the race, Woo-hoo! Hell yeah, winner, winner, Freddie's buying us f***ing dinner. Congratulations, <laughs> Freddie, hell of a win. Congratulations, Bubba, and especially congratulations, Booty f***ing Barker. Amen. How do you get the nickname Booty? I want to be called Booty. Hmm. I thought yeah. that's what you named your son, you just spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy, we did it, baby! We did it! Let's go! It's one of the happiest moments of my life, man. Like I just uh, sounds like Jimmy Wags. Speechless. Bubba Wallace is a freaking winner in the NASCAR Cup Series. I'm glad you made it this time, Jimmy. He <laughs> didn't want to miss the flight the last time. Yeah. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Good call to the holla to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brett ain't so bad. Jason is facing. Got a plate in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is the spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download. It's still bumper 
clear. Okay. That's strong. I mean, that's, wow. okay, that's probably. This <laughs> isn't the download, nah. This is door, bumper, clear. That might be the new leader. I mean, that's the first like. That's the first like rap version. Jeb, you're fired. Jeb, Jeb might, yeah. Jeb still do. He's our one. We now got, we need like the Nelly and the Florida Georgia Line mix. We need the two we of them to put them together. Yeah. I thought yeah. we were yeah. going to get a Casey's Messy song. We wow. got one last week. That was uh You should have uh, showed up. Yeah, maybe if you were here. I never heard that. I didn't hear that part. The that first part of the song was great. I listened to the show, but I didn't hear that part. That was, I had Chad was, listen uh, to the first part, the second part. I'll tell you Jeb, what. That Jeb guy right there is talented. That was awesome. That was really good. Yeah. That might be. I might. I mean that that's that's getting up there with displacing Blake. We're gonna have to get these top ten moments and capture them and pay these people a royalty and let's just sell them. Tyler did a really good job right there. That was pretty. Ninety nine awesome. cent download I mean, for charity for I mean, all. I don't these know why he's gotta be a. F- call me fat. That was, that was not <laughs> yeah. very he called nice. Me pretty, so it was P H A T. He said. Oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I couldn't read the lyrics. Yeah. All right, <laughs> to leave an audio message twenty four seven. You realize a few messages ago somebody said it was Santa with a headset, <laughs> right? <laughs> Santa, Can we do Santa a compilation spread. video of everything said about Freddie? Because this it's could the, work out well. The Ode to Freddie podcast today. <laughs> to leave an audio <laughs> I'm message. I'm not giving 20- you a reach around after this. <laughs> seven. Get your hand off my leg. <laughs> Go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones on the show each week. Offer pad question of the week. What is the best home you've ever partied at? Why was it a good party home? Oh. Freddie. He doesn't remember. <laughs> Does this have to go with the address if, and if town thing? it was thing? that good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. TJ? Uh, Dave's probably. Dave's, Dave's was up there one of my one of my better ones. I mean, Dave had a big bar downstairs. Yeah, just dog, one. Dog treat Dave, just one. Now we don't even get invited to his house now anymore. Now he don't even like us anymore. Yeah. I think we tried to kill him. Can't it, get an it'd be hard for me not to go with the owner of this place. I mean, he's had some – we've had some fun parties. I mean, we talked we talked about a couple weeks ago, though, Jimmy Johnson's old house was in a very good location back in the day, like early 2000s. And – um I don't remember a lot of the house, but we went over there a lot. Yeah, I, I, man. Um, so I got three. Three. The first two. Your favorite. The first two are Elliot and Clint's house because they're both in the middle of nowhere. They both have a big barn. They both have a big stage in the barn, and they are capable of throwing massive parties. And you're all allowed to just sleep where you where you land. You know what I mean? Those are in Western town with and a you hotel. Can shoot, you yep. can shoot. I've. I've there is no way hotel, I am nasty. not sleeping in that hotel. That hotel's nasty. That hotel's um, not happening. But, but Clint's barn and Elliot's barn and are, are phenomenal. A lot of people listening probably have heard of Elliot's barn party, which I was a part of back in the day. But, man, I went to Todd Braun's condo downtown Charlotte years ago, mm. and he was a part owner in, in which team was that, TJ? Was it Braun Motorsports? It was Bron, yeah, it was Braun Racing. Yeah, Braun Racing right yeah. here. They, they had uh, Jason Leffler was one of their cars right here at the corner. Um, near, near where we're at now, Junior Motorsports. But I went to his condo downtown Charlotte, and it was the coolest freaking place I have ever been. Uh, location was epic. You were close to, you know, where the Hornets play, close to the Panthers. But he had two floors. One floor, you lived like a normal house, and the other floor was nothing but one big game room and bar and poker tables. And, I mean, 
it was freaking it was awesome i mean you're i don't know i i'd say it's top top three for sure the western town it's not a house but that was probably the yeah that's probably the best place Clint's is fun I forgot about Clint's. That was a uh, that was an interesting night. Yeah. Got a jail across the street too. So when you act up, Megan, I don't think Megan's ever going back to that one. <laughs> they got. I mean, that Western town's got everything. We used to. I mean, I do spots everything down there. Man, oh, people yeah. would go crazy. People got married down there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's just now it's no more. It's still there. I know, but it's killed. Last time um, I went, it was killed. Well, I mean, it's not too bad because they, they don't they use just it. had an event there or something. Yeah, they did the did they? foundation event there. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's still abused. Yeah. I mean, it's just an old Western town. Did I see somebody. I thought I got seen I tagged in something where, like, Luke Combs might have been shooting a video down there or something. I, that might not be true. I don't know. No, yeah. Kane right. Brown was there a few months ago. I'm pretty sure Luke's doing. Or if he didn't, he is. I just saw him in Vegas a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah, we were at Resorts World. Did you see Drew Parker? Uh-uh. Drew wasn't playing there? Uh, no, he wasn't playing. He was just in Resorts oh, World. Okay. He was walking around with a buddy of mine, and we gotcha. shot. The, dude, nobody bothered this guy. Luke Bryan is literally. Hanging out. I mean, he's watching college football in the sports book. Not one person bothered him. Really? Really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want. You want to see that. That's good. That's cool. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Time to get into our Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moments. You need more than just speed to compete in NASCAR. So where did we see teams need to be more than fast this week? I'll go with race winner, Freddie. Uh, I think I'll have to pick maybe that last block uh, from Bubba on the two car. Um, <clears throat> obviously kept us out front and then transitioned into the next lap. We uh, The yellow came out and we were still out front and won the race. So I'll... Uh, I'll take that one. Mike's Finley X5, more than fast moment is his hands down. Once they put the caution out for the wreck, and then once we started getting some rain, Freddie turned around and looked at the skies, and he screamed, rain, mother rain. <laughs> and I was exiting the roof at that point, and he was standing there screaming at the top of his lungs. And uh, that was pretty, pretty fast for a big guy. I'm going to go uh, my Xfinity more than fast moments. It's going to be Brandon Brown for getting up there, getting his first win in the Xfinity series. He's gotten a lot of criticism over the last, you know, this year with strategy starting up front and stuff. A big win for that team and that shop in general. That that you know, Tyler we talked about Tyler Young's deal there. That's two two trophies sitting in that shop today. I'm pretty sure they're gonna have a good week. Here on Door Broke Up Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's always tons to pick from on the Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? What? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get reliable performance that you can depend on to keep your crew connected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. You got it. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. An idiot. Brett, who's your pick for Talladega? Well, there's only one option this week. I could go with myself because I've decided I'm going to come back full time next year and spot for college racing. I was going to ask you if we were making any announcements. So I'm going to do Justin Haley on Sunday, Daniel Hemrick on Saturday. Pretty excited about that. You Um, heard it here first. Chris Rice has been great to me over the last three years. We've done a lot of good things together, and it's been great to help them uh, build winning programs, Xfinity and already the Cup side. So Pretty stoked about that, so I may win this week's What an Idiot for coming back on the road full-time. Change um, my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could go on and on and on on this one, but I think I'm going to go back a couple weeks because I still see people tweeting about it. Chase Elliott fans, stop tweeting about Kevin Harvick wearing his helmet during the situation after Bristol because your driver did one of the most unethical things I've ever seen happen in the sport of NASCAR coming out, changing the outcome of the race, brand new tires running 60% throttle, staying in the way of the leader, let a lay and dog lie, leave it alone, drop it, move on to the next one. You guys are, you're making yourselves look like idiots. So just stop. I have a comment on that one because Mm. I think it was great sponsor branding on his helmet for all of uh, the sponsors on there. so You're on my side too then. Stop talking about it. Yep. Yep. He could have been really smart on that move. Freddie, who you got? I mean, it's, I would say, impossible not to go with A, Jennifer Jo Cobb, (laughs) or B, whoever was telling Jennifer Jo Cobb what to do in this moment because you cannot pile into a wreck in a playoff race 18 seconds later, like Parker Kligerman says it was, um, you know, you watch the replay. I think everybody has seen it by now. I don't know what happened. I don't know if there's a – because this – listen, I, I, the reason why I don't want to just say, you know, Jennifer Jokob, you're an idiot, she's been out here a long time. She's been running in the same place for a long time. And there has been a lot of gigantic wrecks in front of her for a long time. Every wreck's in front of her. And this has never happened before. So I don't know if something happened to the truck, if a message wasn't relayed properly. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I know that it can't happen again. I mean, that was awful. She re- literally piled in there, looked like wide-ass open 20 seconds later, and there's guys that had kind of missed the wreck and didn't have a lot of damage that she destroyed their truck by the time she got there and ran into them. So, I mean, it just what an idiot because it, it, just, it just can't happen. TJ. There's a lot of candidates this week. <laughs> Lots. Um, but I'm actually feeling uh, 
kind of nice this week. And fuck, you're nice every week. What are you talking about? I am about? nice every week, but I really <laughs> He's have actually to... not nice. No, it's just on here he is. He's scared. <laughs> He's not nice. I am very nice. He's nice to me sometimes. See? I'm nice to you all the time. All right, well, who's your one idiot? You right now. No. <laughs> um, man, I I can't believe Brett's coming back full time. I mean, I can't either. That, I, that, I, that, honestly, did you give me a job over there next year? Yeah, it, came, it came with a private plane. <laughs> um, you know, I got to go with the the people on social media that that say things so. You know, anything that's like, oh, this is fixed, anything like that. I, like, it's so hard to win these races. It's so hard. And it, to be honest, most of the guys on the roof, you know, are, and most of the drivers, a lot of them don't even get to experience winning at the, at these levels. No. So, you know, if to, to be so negative on someone getting their first win, no matter how it happens, you know, that's, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Try to do what they're doing and see how well you do. So I got to go to any of them. Twitter heroes that think Twitter they trolls. Um, Twitter trolls that, that that you know put Bubba down or any anybody that wins these races because they are very hard to win and most of us spend the majority of our life trying to get to that point. Yeah, I thought Mike had a great tweet. Davis had a great tweet yesterday. It was like, just imagine doing everything right. Imagine doing everything in your power to win a race, and then you still got all these morons that are just like, wow, ah, you know, you don't deserve it. You don't, you know, rain. It's this, that, the other thing. And the, the only thing I can tell you is. Thank you, because all you guys do is make us try that much harder. Um, you know, it's welcome to Darf Central, presented yeah. by Bubba Craft. <laughs> like it's just, I mean, it's a, it's comical at this point. You know, I laugh, guys. Oh, he still sucks. I'm like, okay, speaking great. Of, speaking of comical, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> that wasn't what they were saying. They were saying you don't, Joe <laughs> Biden. So let me tell you, people that are screaming that something, you were the same idiots. You were the exact same idiots screaming you don't want politics in sports. And now you're standing there at a sporting event chanting about politics. You are all idiots. Every single one of y'all. Did I think it was funny? Absolutely. But you are these same idiots that are hypocritical because I promise you, every one of those people a year ago were saying, we don't want politics in sports. You're chanting freaking politics into sports. Um, Honorable mention to you, a, bunch a, of idiots. What a good place for us to win a race. I'm just upset that guy wasn't flying his flag over the racetrack this year so we could wave at him for victory lane. Yeah. Time for DBC picks. Brett, you won at Talladega with Brad Kozlowski. TJ is officially out of this thing. You think? Yeah. He was out in Daytona. He's kicked out. He yeah, didn't even I was make out before, before I made my first pick. You jinx everybody you I pick. do jinx him. The score is now 14 to 12 to 6. No, it's 14 to 12. I'll take Denny again. <laughs> <laughs> with Freddie leading, Brett in second, and TJ third. Heading to Charlotte, let's make picks. Freddie, you're at first. I guess I better start picking some guys now. Uh... Let's go Chase Elliott. Why not? I figured you'd do that. And and look, man, Chase is solid. Uh, obviously won the last three races He's there. No, won pick. the last two races there. Um, TJ, it's pointless for you to pick your eliminator. I don't care. It's just like the playoff. I'm going to go. You don't get to pick yet. TJ gets to go. I race, uh, he I race every lap. TJ, no, TJ gets second. to go. It don't matter. He that's picks like first. That's like letting nope. Rick wear in a playoffs, yeah. right? Brett, Brett, you always have something to complain about. Sorry, like, you suck. It's like a non-playoff driver winning this week. I am going to take. And do it, TJ. Do it. Do it. The whole reason I need you in this thing. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, it's, it's one of the other. Chris Rebell. William Byron. That was my other. That was, it was one of them, too. So 
I, I, Christopher Bell certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm going William Byron because he's got to win the race. Uh, Chase Elliott needs points. All these points. guys got to win, really. And, and, and look, I think it comes down to I don't know, man. Uh, what a, what a this. I mean, TJ said earlier, this will be chaos. This race will be freaking insane. I'm spotting this race for AJ Allmendinger. I'm going to have a really hard time focusing on my job because I'm going to be so caught up in this playoff battle and who's got how many points and. Whew, I'm just glad we get to go out there and race. Bubba gets to go out there and race. But here's the thing. like Bubba, if he can make up a couple spots in the points, that's a big payday for, for 23-11 racing. It's a big payday for Bubba as a driver. So even though those guys are not in the playoffs, finishing 17th in points um, pays a hell of a lot more than finishing 25th does. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it on here. You know, all year long I've seen the comparisons to like, oh, the 99's having a way better year than the 23. And I don't know if that was because – the expectations were higher for us versus the 99 and he ran a little bit better but i mean first of all we're way ahead of him in points and and then i've seen all the other idiots where you know he ain't running no better now than he did in the 43 what's the, you know he that's all he is we're going to end up with probably over 100 more points this year probably 150 more points this year than we had last year so i mean obviously there's marked improvement there now our standing is going to be similar but should be better as long as we don't you know, fall on our face here the last couple laps, but it's just you know it, it's a big deal. We're all, we're all racing for something out there. We're trying to advance our spot. You guys are all racing for the playoffs. Um, my, my my advice to you guys, and and I'm old and decrepit. You old these days, know. man. You and Bubba need to go do what you do for the people who love you. Don't don't just ignore well, the haters, man. I, trust me, it's don't. There's it's no reason for comical. them to even get one percent of your time. You know, I love to make fun of people on Twitter. Those people that think they get under my skin, they don't. These people think they know me on Twitter, they don't. Um, I think it's comical. I mean, I'm sending out tweets, literally laughing about some of the things that these idiots send to me. Like, dude, just laugh at the idiots. Oh, Ignorance is bliss. I like my favorite thing to do is when I get like a negative or or a hateful tweet about Bubba or how much I suck or how much Bubba sucks. I like it. I like it. Just so that means I know I saw I saw what you tweeted, and I don't really give a shit what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for the lovers. Yeah, <laughs> do it for the lovers. Um, hey, it's fun to be home this week, Charlotte. Um, look, some rain in the forecast. Hopefully, Freddie doesn't have to stand out in the rain all day Saturday to win. Hey, it worked out race. good last year. Um, but it's it's always good to come home, man. Races in Charlotte are they're fun. Definitely stop by a few shops. Those Race that shops are, open, are open, there are yeah. a few. Yeah, most of them are open. Yep. Uh, if you're Millbridge, there'll be some racing going on too. What nights? Well, the show yes, will probably <laughs> the show will probably air by the time it hits tonight. But I'll be out there with uh, Chad, Micro, his other girlfriends, and um, mm. with Chloe. So I think there's Saturday night racing too. So definitely Is check it? that out. Yep. Awesome. I will be uh, at every bar in the area this afternoon. <laughs> so we're going on a tour. Me and Brett have I've never, I've not seen Brett since Sunday, so this is our this is our data to make up for lost time, I guess. Victory Lane bar crawl. Yeah, I've got to be somewhat coherent at two o'clock for a call. Good um, luck. I got to do I got to do serious at one thirty two, so I guess we could. That's two and a half hours from now, so we'll All try. Right. We're on cruise control till then. Well, um, I think uh, this show is long enough for poor Jason over here. It's not that long. We're yeah. good still. Can. He has a. I don't really care what he's got. <laughs> he has a mess to clean up too. <laughs> he's got on his Red Sox hat after that big baseball win last night. There you go, Jason. The Red Sox. The <laughs> they hit. They hit a lot of home runs last night. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you to our incredible sponsor, OfferPad, for supporting us, and hopefully, we'll see some of y'all, Charlotte.
lot of a lot of guys said hello in Talladega. A lot of yeah. folks were at the elevator, Tons camped out to say hello, took a lot of pictures with folks. Um, always good to see you guys. Thanks for saying hello, and we're uh, we're ready for the Roval. Be yep. sure to like, comment, share. Tell us how much you love us. My last Send in some the reaction year. theater messages. Till next year. Till next year. I'm going to drag this week out as long as possible. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> you should just skip the Roval. The only right. thing better than you winning. Just tell Jeb, you, you want a spot Saturday? Because I've seen that forecast. <laughs> the only thing better than winning like a plate race is winning on a uh, weekend before an off weekend. Yeah. It's or like, a home weekend. This is good. A weekend before an off weekend is really nice. Roval's kind of like being off for the 2311. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. <laughs> the bus driver. So in Victory Lane, the bus driver, Tyler. Right on. Uh, he said, uh, He said, let's make it two in a row next week. I said, Tyler, you are too drunk to drive the bus home. I can tell you that much <laughs> right now. Like, you should stay here tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. Y'all have a good week, man. Thanks yeah, for listening. Have a good Thank you. Signing off from the Bojangles studio. Holla. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.